Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. Yay! Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. We're here. <laughs> we can just move right along. Like, we totally get our intro right all the time, and we don't comment about it on every episode. Every single episode. It's Well, so now we're getting to the point where we can actually get through the intro. Next, we need to decide what happens after the intro. That's where it gets hard. That, that's the tough part. Well, you know what day it is, the day that this gets posted. What day is it? It's Halloween. It's spoopy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. You can shut us off now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. We're done. Anyway. Anyway. What are we doing for this very spoopy Halloween? <laughs> Well, I think the first thing we should do is talk about our most embarrassing Halloween costume of all time. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, confession all time. Um, I kind of stopped doing Halloween when I was, like, 10. And then from, like, 10 to 13, my friends would always try to do something. So I would, like, hodgepodge together these, like, lame-ass costumes, like, one year... I wore a winter ball dress and a pair of butterfly wings. And I don't even remember what I was calling it, but that was my costume. <laughs> so the only costumes I remember from my entire life is that one year I was supposed to be a ballerina, but then we got a sudden snowstorm. So my mom had to like completely change my costume at the last minute. So I went as a nurse and she wrapped toilet paper around my tiara <laughs> um, to make it look like an old school nurse's hat. I went as a skeleton one year. I went as those. Are, that's all I can remember. I went as a few other things. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but my most recent costume, after like a ten-year gap of no costumes at all, was when I went as Tina Belcher a couple years ago, and I was really fucking proud of that costume. <laughs> wow! How about you? It was pretty good. Um, I also stopped Halloween fairly early and hated it. For almost always. Um, yep. But I think my most truly awkward costume was my American Girl doll costume. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. I had a, like, what, Felicity's dress and, like, hat that she comes with or came <laughs> with, I guess, because I don't think she exists anymore. And oh my I think I just showed up on people's doorsteps and assumed that they knew which American Girl doll I was. <laughs> when in fact, I just looked like a colonial reenactment person. <laughs> colonial reenactment? Oh my god. What a work of art. <laughs> truly, truly. I was actually thinking um, my worst trick-or-treat story is from when I was – I must have been in seventh grade, and my middle school had uh, – it had this, like, in-school news network. Uh-huh. 
And during homeroom in the mornings, like after announcement, two days a week, we had to watch it. They would do like a half hour of like news broadcast. And it was all student run. So basically, like kids would come up with whatever news story. Like one time it was like, why don't parents like young people's music? <laughs> and they had to like film the stuff. It was your basic like film production class, but for like journalism. Sure. And twice a week, we had to like watch this in our middle school. Every classroom had, like, TVs. Whatever. So for Halloween one year, they did a report on the history of trick-or-treating. Uh-huh. And I was friends with these two girls at the time who were on SBNN. And uh, we all went trick-or-treating together. And one of them, who was particularly crazy, at every single house at one point or another, the nice people would be handing out the candy, and she would randomly out of nowhere be like, Ugh, don't even get me started on the history of Halloween. I've had to tell it so many times because I had to do a project at school. And then because they got trapped, the very nice people handing out candy would have to be like, oh, what's what's the history? And she'd be like, ugh, fine. No. Literally at every single house. It was the worst trick-or-treat of my entire life. That's I was also like horrifying. 13. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. We used to go around a couple of the little, like, cul-de-sac streets in my neighborhood, and there were a lot of kids my age mm -hmm. who lived in that neighborhood, and we were all kind of friends, so, like, you'd always, like, run into people that you knew. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I have a memory of my friend at the time, her, like, middle school crush oh, no. was, we ran into him, definitely by accident. <laughs> and my sister was with us, and I remember her kicking him in the shins and running away. <laughs> That's a baller move. There was no reason for it. <laughs> it's just not how her Halloween wanted to be, so it's like, all right. That's amazing. Yeah, it was wonderful. My second worst Halloween, I went with this weird chick I was friends with. This is in elementary school. And she went as an elephant. And for some reason, her elephant costume was made of cardboard boxes and was like super heavy. And we got about six houses in, in like this giant like sub development um, where all the houses were like really far apart. And she started crying and we all had to pack in and go home. So I only went to like five houses. I got candy last year thinking that I would get children to our house, and I was all excited about it, yep. and we got zero children. Yeah, we've made that mistake the last two years we've been in this building, and we have children in this building. We do. So we were, like, trying to be ready for them. I It's like, I feel like trick-or-treating is sort of a dying thing since, like, so many towns and, like, organizations and schools have started doing, like, Halloween events. Yeah. It doesn't seem like people are doing the door-to-door -door thing so much anymore. Yeah, I stumbled upon one at the end of my street today. I was like, what is this? A Halloween event? Yeah. Tis the season, my friend. It was very odd. <laughs> I have kids who um, have four costumes this year because they're going to four different events. I was like, you're in third grade. You need to find some chill. Is that a thing? I guess. Who spoils their kid that much that they get them I four costumes? don't know, but it sounds like way too much fucking work to me. I can't even be bothered to come up with one costume. No. <laughs> Ugh, that's terrible. <laughs> but enough about our Halloweens. Yeah, tell us about yours. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Sure. Um, 
Unless you want to tell us using our Twitter, I hate watching this. That is open. We may we that. respond. <laughs> so eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so what are we here to talk about on this very spoopy episode? So we are going to talk about the new Fox show, Ghosted. And then we're going to talk about, I guess it's maybe going to start a tradition on Hate Watch TBD, but we picked a show that celebrates a holiday <laughs> in a recurring way. And in this instance, we're going to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine and their Halloween episodes. Yeah. So tradition sure being like we could go to Thanksgiving and find another show that talks about <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't think I'd qualify it as a hate watch holiday. I would think of it more as like a, a seasonal flavor. Yeah. It's, it'll be great. Or it won't, and then we won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. So... You brought Ghosted to my attention because it has a standing date on your Google Calendar. So do you want to tell me about it? Yeah. So Ghosted <laughs> came to my attention because of Adam Scott. And my will watch rate on anything with Adam Scott in it is like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a 97%. What about that show where he's like a waiter or some shit? Yeah, I've, I've watched more episodes than I care to. <laughs> Like, I still, I, people say it's really great, and I've tried it several times, and I can't really get there. Oh, But I did put it in the time. So Adam Scott and Craig Robinson, who you would know from The Office and other things like that, are on this show. It's interesting. I haven't decided <laughs> yet how I feel about it. Yeah. The premise is basically that... Adam Scott is a kind of sad sack scientist, and Craig Robinson is a sad sack mall cop, and <laughs> they both get discovered by this secret government organization who f fights weird things. The paranormal. There we go. I'm like, you know, <laughs> Bigfoot and shit. Uh, so they get recruited, and then every episode they have like a little mishap trying to face some of these weird paranormal things. I really want to like it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I don't think that I do. I think that's what I'm coming to. Interesting. I feel like I have an inverse going on. Like, I feel like the show isn't made for me. No. But I feel like it's working for me. When it's the buddy cop comedy, I'm here yeah. for it. When it's about the paranormal things, I'd want nothing to do with it. See, I feel the opposite. This Why? is so silly. <laughs> I, <laughs> this doesn't happen. <laughs> we do not live the same life in this moment. No. <laughs> I feel like when they're trying to do the buddy cop thing, it's really contrived and like not super effective. And when they're doing the paranormal shit, they're actually achieving the outcome of the buddy cop movie. They're better buddy cops when they're in the middle of the paranormal activity than they are when, like, they're having casual dialogue. Yeah. I think I want to wait and see a little bit with this show because I'm still trying to understand how seriously they take themselves as a show. I don't get the sense that they do. Which is I my hope. Yeah. But I want to see them, like, go further with that. 
Yeah, that's fair. They're definitely taking their time developing stuff. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to be in any major rush. Oh, no. I don't know that it's, like, quite the season one syndrome of peak TV where, like, you know, shows know that they have longer term deals and so they just take fucking forever to build up season one because as long as they're good in season two, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's that. Or at least I hope not. No. But it does feel like they are taking their time. Yeah, they are. They've been doing a ton of promotion for it, too. Have they? It's been, like, very aggressive. (laughs) I was trying to figure out, so it feels like the format is going to be, like, big, bad, little bad, right? Where there's one, like, ultimate boss that will be the arc for the whole season, and then every episode is, like, a smaller boss that they're going after. But what I was trying to figure out is, are they all somehow connected to the same paranormal activity? It's the unclear. multiverse shit and like the electric thing because they all have like glowing red eyes. Yeah. So are you supposed to assume that they're all connected somehow? I think so. Okay. They haven't done a lot of explaining. <laughs> there has been no explanation. Like so far, you know that Adam Scott was an astrophysicist who wrote a book about the multiverse. And his uh, wife got abducted by aliens. And that's literally all they've done in the way of explanation. Even the recruitment process, they kind of were like, sure. Like One episode, they just get taken to be recruited. <laughs> and then the next episode, they're like, okay, you're on a mission now. Go. Goodbye. Yep. Yep. Like, you're a scientist. You can take down weird zombie things, too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then at the beginning of the second episode, they're like, all of our top people are gone, so I guess we'll give you the mission. Yeah. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know if it's just that it's jarring to not be in a Mike Sher universe for once. Like, maybe yeah. that's part of my problem. Could be. Because that's the land I live in. And Jane the Virgin counts. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary member. It's true. So I don't know. I'm curious to see if it even does well. Yeah, it's hard to know. Because there are other, like, fantasy paranormal shows that have done well on network, like Grimm. Yeah. Did well. Did it? For a while. It got some seasons. All right. Or at a minimum, it stayed on way longer than I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. And there have been others, I'm sure. Well, like, Supernatural's been on for, like, there you go. 15 years, right? Yep. I just don't know if it's, like, even the type of comedy that works on network, though. Yeah, that's fair. Although, to its credit, and this probably supports your argument more than anything, it did make me laugh out loud twice, which, as we've talked about on the show before, is very difficult to do. It's true. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, Their comedic timing is great. (laughs) Danny asked me if Adam Scott only plays one type of person. Yes. I don't know, but yes. I would say that he plays. The, I think he plays like, two types of people. I I would say he plays the squirrely nerd boy, but at varying degrees of saltiness. Yeah, he's either a dick or yep. nerd boy. Yep. I mean, you can be a squirrely little nerd boy and still be a dick. Not all squirrely nerd boys are nice. Yeah, but sometimes he's a dick and a bro and not a nerd at all. Eh. It happens. You haven't watched The Good Place yet. I feel yet. like... You haven't watched The Good Place all yet. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you haven't watched it. 
<laughs> I'm getting there. I know. I know. It's next up. <sighs> yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think I am actually going to keep watching it. Because the one thing I found is that – so I'm not into, like, paranormal horror, whatever that mixed genre is. Like, anything that includes a jump scare of any kind yeah. is probably automatically, like, out for me. Yeah. So this show doesn't – it's not quite spoofing on, like, horror and whatever else other genres fall under that umbrella. But it's also not taking it, like, too seriously. And yet, like – I found myself still getting, like, really wrapped up in it and having, like, emotional responses, like, stress responses as, like, various things were playing out. So there's a scene in the second episode where they have to, like, go into the kids' house party and, like, tranquilize all the kids. Yeah. Like, that was a tense scene for me. (laughs) And I feel like the only reason it's doing that to me is because it's framed as comedy. Yeah. So then it, like... It's like a brain worm. It, like, sneaks in there, and it's, like, reverse psychology, I guess. Yeah. So I, I'm i going to, I think, keep trying to give it a shot. Yeah, I think we are, too, just because I need more shows. <laughs> Guys, I'm in a drought. <laughs> it has been really difficult because I am not a resource in this particular scenario. Ugh. It's because Netflix took away Friday Night Lights while I was in the middle of a rewatch and I haven't yeah. recovered. That's tough. That That's a tough situation to be in. <sighs> she started watching Felicity, y'all. <laughs> I don't regret it. <laughs> I didn't say it was the wrong choice. I'm just saying it's definitely a choice. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> I was like, what 90s references do I not have but kind of feel like I need? That is one. Just like that list encyclopedia is building out of boredom. Yeah. There's more to go. So <laughs> oh my God. as long as there's streaming services available, I will be Oy. on my game with late nineties television. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Ugh. So yeah. I so know. yeah. I don't even know what to tell people about this show. Like, should you watch it? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like there's a linear way to recommend it as a watch. It's definitely a hate watch. Yeah. I'm definitely hate watching it. I'm not quite sure I'm picking up what it's thrown down. I don't know if it's on purpose either. Yeah. I can't tell how smart it is. It's hard to know. It's so hard. Because I feel like when Craig Robinson and Adam Scott are on screen, it's like meant to be what I would pick up. But when they're at the Bureau and, like, those characters are on screen, I no longer feel like that's true. Yeah. I am pretty sure that Adam Scott and Craig Robinson are, like, the duo I didn't know I wanted. I don't know if this is the show that I wanted them to be in. Yes. I would love to see them doing more buddy cop stuff together. Yeah. They are a great duo. That was the one thing I knew very little about this show going into it, but it's been on my radar for a few weeks now. And the fact that it was the two of them has been, like, definitely creating some intrigue for me. That's, like, all it has going for it. Can you imagine if it didn't have them? No. No, there'd be nothing to watch. Right. You might as well watch the Orville. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Not a reasonable joke. No? 
No. I got like seven commercials for it while I was watching this. <laughs> I thought we had an agreement to never bring Seth MacFarlane into our podcast. <laughs> he's not in. He's being hated on from afar. <laughs> Still a little close for comfort. My bad. My bad. <laughs> the hate watch party line is fuck Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah. So speaking of... A non-Seth MacFarlane product. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Guys, transitions are my best skill. <laughs> yes, and getting better at them all the time, my dear. Always. Um. <laughs> so, let's talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Let's talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Let's talk about how you watch them in the wrong way. <laughs> Guys, I had a moment this weekend where I apparently became a 95-year-old woman who had never used a streaming service in her entire life, and I decided it was time to start watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so I just hit play in Hulu and watched all of the current episodes of season five, got to the, the Halloween episode, Sent Kelsey a text that outed myself and then realized I was watching season five. It was. And let me just tell you what Peak TV has done to my brain that I'm sitting there watching the opening to season five, thinking it's the pilot of the TV show. And I was like, it's kind of a weird pilot, but I guess I'll wait and see where it goes. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm fascinated that it still convinced you enough to watch more. Yeah. Yeah, I kept going. Like, season five is still effective to bring in new fans. Who would have thought? <laughs> well, in fairness, I had already decided that I was going to watch my way through the whole series. So even though I was on the fence, I was still like, all right. Like, it didn't. It didn't make me regret my commitment. Yeah, that's fair. Are you going to watch them again once you see it in order? Yeah, once I get there. Once I get there. <laughs> you, you took the Star Wars method, that's all. I took the Star Wars method. <laughs> it's the Star Wars approach. <laughs> Speaking of brain worms, George Lucas broke me. You should make that, like, a <laughs> uh, content series. Like, someone could do a whole long-term project on watching things with the Lucas approach. <laughs> I love that so much. That would be so fun. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> well, it kind of worked here. And interestingly, I had a similar feeling where it was like, I feel like I'm being thrown into the middle of something where I should already know a lot of these answers. But maybe I'll pick it up as I go. <laughs> there weren't any trash compactors, though. There were no trash compactors. I didn't have any, like, major life realizations. Which is good. Uh, yeah. But you did learn about the basis of the Halloween episode. I did. That was my introduction to the Halloween episodes. Which was, like, a very incorrect buildup. <laughs> but. Yeah. I'll forgive um, I mean, I probably would have assumed that um, they would have gotten together even if I hadn't seen season five first. No, that's fair, but 
way, the reason it worked, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Okay, that's fine. The reason it worked is because they had established a formula for the Halloween episodes, and then they gotcha. like spun it all the way around, and it was great. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If I ever become someone who puts bumper stickers on my car, the only bumper sticker I want is one that says, I survived another Mike Sure proposal. <laughs> Episode, probably. <laughs> we-, <laughs> we should put that in our merch store. <laughs> that should literally be, like, if if life had, like, achievement badges, that should be one. Ugh. It's just unfair. <laughs> it is unfair. It's absolutely rude. He's terrible. I know. I don't even know how involved he is day to day with Brooklyn Nine Nine anymore. But it's it's his project, so yeah, he gets the credit. He he seems to have like um really projecting and and uh, painting with a broad brush over here, but. He seems to have a fondness for proposals, so I feel like even if he's not usually, like, the most involved, like, that would be a time where he would he would be. Yeah. You know? I like, agree. Dude loves a good love arc. He's just a great person. Yeah. I know you haven't listened to the podcast, but... No, I haven't. You'd and understand. I probably should. I should. You'd hate it a lot. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> I almost hate it. Why would I hate it, though? Because it's 95% sports. Ah, yes, I would hate that. (laughs) That would not work for me. But anyway. That right there is like a good old-fashioned, good-for-you-not-for-me situation. Mm -hmm. I know. So at this point, I am on the season one finale. I crushed season one this weekend. You did work. Um... And we'll say that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is officially a member of Lil Higgy's Knitting Corner. Mm-hmm. Got to get that plug in there. So I've now seen the season one Halloween episode and the season five Halloween episode. You have. Yes. So I've got two out of five. So what happens in the season one Halloween episode to set up the formula since you've seen it most recently? Um. Okay. So the season one Halloween episode... Um, the captain, Captain Holt, uh, is fairly new, and so he and, uh, Andy Samberg's character, um, I don't do names until, like, season three, so just Mm -hmm. get over it. Um, (laughs) they are still, uh, settling into their relationship, and somehow they come to make a bet, because Captain says something insulting Andy Samberg's intelligence as a detective. So they make a bet that Andy Samberg can steal his Medal of Valor from a locked safe in his office. So the whole episode is Andy Samberg failing at various plots to try to break into the captain's office to steal his medal. And then what's his name? Charles, a squirrely guy, yep. and Amy um, get put on a drug bust at a warehouse party, and Amy hates Halloween. But Charles thinks it's going to be an opportunity for them to bond and become best friends. And so they get into shenanigans at the warehouse party and she pays one of the other officers to dress up like her um, so that she can get out of it. And then Charles finds out and he gets very sad puppy about it because he just wanted to be best friends. And then in the end, it turns out that Andy Samberg convinced everyone in the office to get in on this with him to steal the medal and he wins. Yep. 
Yeah. Thus is the creation of the heist. It is. So every season around this time of year, they have a new heist episode. And they're almost like bottle episodes. Like, they're not, but they are. Yeah. Um, And they put pretty much all plot aside mm-hmm. that's been like going on throughout the season and they are pretty much just like elaborate um <laughs> like tricks of distracting people and all this stuff and it's the same exact thing over and over again but it works so well and every time <laughs> i find out it's a halloween episode i'm so excited it's also just fun weirdly from a thought perspective to be like, wait, how did they even come up with this idea? I know. <laughs> because they're so all the ridiculous. Hijinks are, yeah, they're like so complicated and like random. Yeah. And I love how much like Jake spends thousands of dollars on this every year. <laughs> It's just like, what The recurring jokes about his crippling debt is like one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's so fun. Of this show. <laughs> It's just so good. And then there's different alliances every year, so yep. you think that Jake and Charles will be an alliance, and then you find out that Charles is double-crossing, and, like, he's with, working with Holt or whatever, and, it, like, that's always fun, too. <laughs> um, There's always some weird, like, there was one where Gina had a dance troupe <laughs> that was involved, which was that's amazing. amazing. Um, they're just really spectacular and they make me so happy i don't know if this changes over time but one of my favorite aspects is that amy hates halloween as much as she does really felt like my spirit animal (laughs) halloween's my least favorite holiday full disclosure sorry everyone no it's mine too that's why we're here (laughs) (laughs) but that's why we're here i think they they mention it less but it's because she gets involved in this instead yeah, so it, like, she gets distracted by the heist. Yeah. And it's always, like, some sort of... The prize is always, like, admitting that you're the best, which is just so great. Like, they don't make it more than it has to be. It's just, like, you have to tell me that I'm the best <laughs> in front of everyone. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just, like, silly fun. It is. It's so goofy. It's, like, the bread and butter of what you come to workplace comedies for, where it's, like... The weird, weird work relationships and weird friendships and then, like, weirdly liking each other. Right. Like, it's a concentration of, like, the Mike Schur obsession with, like, friend family. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this, I'm, mis- again, painting with broad brush here, but I'm guessing that this is, like, the episode every season where he, like, really decides to drive that point home. Yeah. It's just like, look at all the friendship. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. So so much friendship. Assuming that people have seen this episode, because it came out last week for us, so it'll be like three or four weeks by the time you guys are there for it, for this. Yep. <laughs> time is hard. <laughs> Nothing fucks you harder than time. Yeah. But, uh, so in this one, the twist kind of is the proposal at the end, but it, like, no one ends up actually winning because of that. Yeah, Holt calls it a technicality because he altered the thing. Right. Which was a little sad. Yeah. 
Like, I was thrilled because I'm here for the rom-com, but (laughs) also a little disappointed that we couldn't have a clear winner. Yeah. Although I think it's fair to say that the clear winner would have been Jake, right? Right. Because he did actually manage to steal the thing. Yeah. The cummerbund. I loved Cheddar. (laughs) I love Cheddar. I'm so here for Cheddar. So perfect. Um, I just found a ranking of the Halloween episodes. Mm, I found a few of those. Um, so... But they didn't include the newest one. Yeah. That explains it. That's why that was jacked up. (laughs) Okay. Um, so number four is the season two Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I haven't seen yet, so... (laughs) You're gonna have a lot (laughs) to say about these. Good stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) number three is season three. Uh Uh-huh. Number two is season four. And number one is season one. Mm. I think my favorite is either the first one or the most recent one. Yeah. That sounds fair. I mean, they've both got very specific things going for them. Yeah. But I don't think they've ever gotten old. Yeah. Like, every year I'm still excited for them. And they rehash the same things. But it's always funny all over again. But also, isn't that, like, half the fun of, like, your basic half-hour sitcom? Yeah, Is, like, you come back so that you can see the same shtick over and over again. Yeah. The other thing that's fun about the Halloween episodes is it's when the captain sort of lets them get away with it and, like, gets involved in their crazy stuff. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's like, fun to see that side of him and see that he can have just as much... I don't know, like, weird conniving (laughs) plans. (laughs) And I love that they plant the seeds for this, like, years in advance, months in advance. Yeah. It's just so great. It's really fun. I wish this is, like, one of those times where I feel like television lies to me profoundly. Because this does not happen in real life. And I want it to. (laughs) So badly. Yeah. I would be part of a heist. It would be fun. Shafir, for planning a fun friend heist, I'll come play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this does not happen in my workplace. I don't understand. No. My, so we actually do have Halloween at my workplace where we host like a a very large event and it is no fun. (laughs) It is not like this. There is no fun involved. There's no fun Last year I spent two hours in a kitchen scooping ice cream. Aww. I had cramps for days. Oh. <laughs> there are no hijinks. That's terrible. And then I picked up garbage in the parking lot in the rain at 10 o'clock at night. No. Yes. Why didn't I know about this? You did. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Please, do you think that shit didn't make it on the Slack channel? No, I'm sure it did. <laughs> Uh, Uh, yeah so needless to say my workplace does not have nearly this much fun so it feels like zany wish fulfillment in some sense except it's very bittersweet because i know it's not wish fulfillment i know television is lying to me mm -hmm. it is i hate to break it to you it's lying to me (laughs) um (laughs) the good news is that tldr (laughs) Brooklyn Nine-Nine is still a really good show. 
five years later. Yes. On broadcast, <laughs> nonetheless. Yes. I'm digging it. It works for me. Yeah. I sent Kelsey a text like three episodes in and I said, this show is working for me. And she goes, well, of course it is. <laughs> Make sure. Right. Like, what did you expect? Fair, 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 fair. Um, it is funny watching this coming off of a Parks and Rec rewatch because there are definitely shades of Parks and Rec in here. There are. I think that it, it's not better than Parks and Rec. No, it's not. It's not. And he definitely, like, pulled and then disseminated, like, some Parks and Rec stuff in here. Like, you can see little bits of April. In Gina. In in Gina and Rosa. Yeah. And you can see little bits of Leslie and Amy. Mm-hmm. And Ron in Captain Holt. Yes. Terry's Chris Traeger. Like, you know. Goes oh, yeah. On. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, in the dynamics of the office in general, too. Like, there's definitely hints of Parks and Rec in there. Yeah. But not so much that I feel like he's a guy who can only do one. No. He can do some. He can do some. I'm not going to say both, but he can do some. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've gotten way more legs out of that meme than the culture has. I think so, too. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's the meme you didn't know that you needed, but it's the meme you deserve. Oh. (laughs) Hey. Oh, man. All right. Do you have any final thoughts about Halloween? I know. um, Not like in general, or not specifically, but in general. There we go. I think of all of the sitcoms that do annual shows like Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. The Halloween shows from Brooklyn Nine-Nine are my favorite so far. And a very close second would be Friends Thanksgiving episodes, because most of those are fantastic. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine just knocked them out of the top spot for annual episodes. Mm. I think my absolute favorites are the Bob's Burgers Thanksgivings. Oh, you're right. You're right. This is a close second. And I think part of why they work for me is because they actually don't concentrate on halloween that much no (laughs) like it's not like what are you dressed up as today like it's just the back burner to the heist yes there had to be like a reason for the heist and that's the one right it works i love it it does i love it too and i guess like there's no like justification in my mind for halloween as a holiday Especially for adults. Like, I think it's kind of dumb for kids because you can give them bags of candy whenever you want. But whatever. Kids are easily amused. For adults, I don't really understand the thing. But, like, I'll take this as an explanation. If it's just an excuse to, like, fuck around, then fine. Yeah, this works. Yeah. Approved. Interestingly, I don't like April Fool's as a holiday either. So I don't know why the Halloween heist works for me and April Fool's doesn't. But (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Fair. I contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to tell us your Halloween stories or your thoughts on Halloween episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine or other Halloween recurring episodes of shows that we should watch and talk about or thoughts on Ghosted. If you have pictures of those hilarious old Halloween costumes, send them. Yeah, also that. Uh, <laughs> talk to us on Twitter at Hate Watch With Us. 
Email us, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. You can listen to other shows that we think are pretty great at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or thoughtbubblefm on Twitter. And you can rate and review and subscribe and all that fun stuff if you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Ooh, it's spoopy. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Thought I just knew even numbers. (laughs) You were wrong. (laughs) We're capable of so many things.